Hey, what's up? Welcome to Project Freelance. My name is Kay Anagonio. I am your host. I created this podcast because, you know, I wish I had someone to tell me, don't do that when I was starting out as a photographer, uh, a filmmaker, and a musician, and somebody that just wanted to have a career outside of your typical nine to five job. So I decided I'm gonna make a podcast and tell you about the mistakes I've made and the things I've learned so that you don't make those mistakes and mess up the way I messed up, you know? This podcast, this episode is kind of explicit because we say fuck a lot, so if you are not into that, uh, maybe don't listen to this episode, but it's real. This is real. This is real. You know, we don't all have beautiful mouths and speak perfectly. Some of us say fuck a lot. So, hi, my name's Kay. Welcome to Project Freelance. Wow, that's an introduction if I ever heard one. So, hello. I wanted to let you guys know that I am currently selling my photo prints. They're on sale and uh, you should go get one. You should go get one right now because because if you don't go get one, I, you know, this podcast isn't going to exist and then uh, you're not going to learn anything and then you're going to have to work at Arby's for the rest of your life. So go get a photo print. <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast. Sponsor the podcast. If you're a company and you would like to sponsor this podcast, go to projectfreelance.com slash sponsor me, please. Yes, that's the actual URL. I, you know, <laughs> you got to be honest about it sometimes. I also make crazy videos on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash K and that's not it. Nope, that is not it. Don't go there. Please go to youtube.com slash just the letter K and you can see videos of me uh, hanging out, doing stuff, going into abandoned buildings, making movies, making behind the scenes videos for alternative press magazine and or bands and things yeah go check that out if any of that sounds cool if not fuck you i'm just kidding i'm sorry you're great please stay don't go so this episode i am talking to ashley nicole if you don't know her go check her out at ashley nicole photo or you can check her out at ashley nicole photo.com there's not an e in her first name just keep that in mind ashley no e now you remember cool so Ashley is a photographer. She was the Vans Warped Tour pit reporter 2017, and she's going to be 2018. Super excited for that. Um, so Ashley and I met on Warped Tour, like I said, and we saw each other every day, so figured, hey, we should probably say hello and talk to each other, and turns out Ashley's awesome, and I made her go into an abandoned building with me, and if you want to see that video, that's also on my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash just the letter K. Do you hear all these self promos? Ashley at Ashley Nicole Photo. Please go follow her because she is absolutely amazing. Great person. I back her all the ways. All the ways. All right. So I'm going to get into this episode. Ashley and I are talking about things like photo etiquette in the pit. We talk about things that you need to know if you want to go on tour with bands. We talk about like the real hard shit that happens, especially as like females in the industry. So if you are a female or if honestly, if you're anybody, check out this episode. I hope you enjoy it. There's so much that I learned from Ashley and I hope vice versa. I hope she learned some stuff from me and I hope you guys get something out of this podcast. So without further ado, Ashley, d just do the thing, you know, just go ahead. Start. Yeah. 
You know how this goes. Hi, I'm Ashley, and I take photos sometimes, and I suck at video, but I do that too. <laughs> uh, why did you want to get involved in photo and video? You could have done anything. It's actually really funny. I started out being a theater kid my entire life, and I wanted to be on Broadway for my entire life. And then I took two years of film photography in high school, and then I was like, dang, I'm kind of decent at this. And I brought my point and shoot to a lights concert at the beginning of 2012. And... The photos came out decent, and then I was on Tumblr, and then I saw, like, Ashley Osborne's stuff, and then I saw Adam Elmakaya's stuff, and I saw Mesa Askar, I think that's how you say her last name. I saw her stuff, and I was like, I want to do what they do, and so I asked a publication if I could shoot Warped Tour for them, and that's where it started. <laughs> how crazy is that? You know what's insane? I've had a couple photographers on the podcast for season two, and... I've asked all of them, like, who were your, like, influences, like, when you were starting out in music photography or whatever, and they're like, Ashley Osborne, Adam L. Macias. I'm like, yeah, they're, like, staples. It's, like, their household names. It's amazing. <laughs> They've done it. They, they did were, it. Like, the people I saw everywhere, but, like, like, if I'm being genuinely, like, honest about all of it, Mesa was the person that stuck out to me the most. Like, she was, like, my top influence, and, the, like... Adam and Ashley were also influences, but Mesa just, like, kind of stood out to me. And I was like, whoa. I started picking her brain and kind of, like, trying to edit similarly to her. I mean, that's what we do. We, like, take inspiration from other creators because that's how you make your unique art. You take ideas from other people and you put yourself into it. But, like, what was it about that, that particular photographer that you liked? Like, what was about, like, what was different? What was so unique about that? I really liked, um, I think there was, like, some silhouette photos of hers that I really, really liked that stood out because they were, like, obviously it's a silhouette, so, like, there's just a black figure, but also there's, like, a lot of colors in the background that kind of popped and then, like, little tiny details in the background. Um, I also just like the little fade that she put on her photos, but the photos that weren't like silhouettes and stuff, she had a lot of emotion and everything in her photos. And I wanted to do something like that where I could capture a moment and like convey an emotion to my audience. Yeah, definitely. I was actually pitching a proposal for uh, something I'm filming next week and I like made like a visual proposal and it was super similar to what you're saying. I want to capture the emotion. like what we do is about feeling that's how we express ourselves so we want to capture the emotion of a moment and i totally i i love i love getting to like talk to other photographers about this stuff because we we all like think on the same like plane but we all make different things it's crazy so tell me about warp tour your uh, first warp tour experience prior to being on the tour and then uh the tour itself and how that felt to go from being a fan to being on the crew? So initially, like a few years ago when I got to shoot Warped Tour for a publication, I never in a million years thought I would be able to do that either. Um, Cause it was such a big thing. At the, I mean, like I still feel like it's a big thing. Like any, any person just getting to start off shooting Warped Tour, even for a publication, it's like, holy crap, this is such a big festival. Like this is bigger than me kind of thing. Um, I went in and I had never professionally shot a show before um 
I didn't know how photo never. I did I didn't know how photo pits worked. I didn't know the three. You have to rule. tell me, tell me. Oh my god. Okay, tell me all the things like specifics, like details, like things you noticed because like you know like show etiquette is so important and like kids need to know this stuff. It was so okay. It wasn't as bad as it could have been because it was in Houston, so they're a lot nicer. Um, then where LA yeah yeah um oh my god nicer than like New York those security guards oh my god um so mean but oh New York man warp tour New York warp tour I was like these guys are all dicks oh don't get me started anyway like no offense but like live nation can you guys get some better security because like it's always the Live Nation dudes. Yo, a Live Nation dude grabbed my shoulder. Like, he bruised my back during one of the shows, and I, like, showed him my laminate, and he still grabbed me. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, you're not supposed to be back there. I was like, I work here. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, please, Live Nation. Like, I love your venues, and I love the shows you hold, but, like, please, for the love of the the people in the pit and the fans, please get better security. <laughs> Okay, but continue. <laughs> it gotta be tough, but just a little bit nicer to the people working there. I'm just saying. Anyways, it was one of the years that We're the In Crowd was on. And uh, I think they're on a, the Warhead stage? Is that what it was? I don't know. It was it was like four years ago, something like three, four years ago. Um, but I went into the pit. And I was just shooting. I, I just kept shooting. Nobody said anything to me. Everybody left the pit except for me. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I guess nobody else wanted to stay and shoot. Like, whatever. And, like, Tay was interacting with me and everything. Like, she didn't care. So I was like, fine. I guess I'll stay. Nobody kicked me out. And then next I went into the issues pit. And I got kicked out first song. And I was like, what? Was this, like, 2014? I think so, yeah. Because it was it like issues and like, oh god, who we the kings? I think Memphis Mayfire. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I think um, anyway. for today, I think Echo was Smith on it. was on it. Echo Smith was on. I think it was 2014. Yeah. I think. I think, yeah, I think that was the first warp tour, that, warp tour that I got to shoot. Like that was my first like pit show. Like before I had shot local bands and everything like that. But that was my first like big, big thing that I did. Um, but yeah, I didn't know about that. Got out of the pit, made some friends. Um, they told me the rules and I was like, oh, and I think, uh, I think Ashley, uh, was in the pit for issues because when we got out, she pointed at me and she was like pissed and I was like, oh my God, I think that girl's mad at me. And they're like, yeah, that's Ashley Osborne. And I was like, oh, no. And I like started crying. Cause I was like, I look up to her so much. But now we're friends, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she remembers that ever happening because I'm pretty sure she's, like, I surely don't remember every single person that I got frustrated frustrated with on tour. But, like, um, yeah, I think it was just one of those things where she's like, what is this person doing? Like, she should not blah, 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 blah. But it was, like, my first time doing that. So I was a little baby, and I didn't know any better. So, <laughs> Hey, but you know, and, like, it's now, like, the people listening to this will know, like, you get like the first three songs unless you're specifically shooting for that band or say the venue you get the first three songs and then you have to bounce like get out <laughs> it's just proper photo pit etiquette and don't yeah. get don't like lean on the stage because no, do your gear will probably get broken and your arms will probably get broken 
And Especially also, at local venues where the stages are lower. Yeah. Like, don't put your gear on the stage. The only time, and don't, like, I don't advise doing this, but I am just a lazy piece of shit. And, like, between sets, <laughs> I'll, like, lean on the stage, which you probably shouldn't. Um, but, yeah, just, like, don't get too close. Don't invade people's personal space. Don't shove your lens in somebody's face if they're bending down either. Let them have that time with the audience because, like, you are not paying to be there. You're not there for that. You're supposed to sort of be incognito to the best of your ability. So, yeah, that's a really important note. Like, I've seen photographers, like, I could make a whole movie about stupid, <laughs> stupid kids, you know, in the photo pit. But I mean, like, you know, stories. It's, that's, we all went through it, you know. I didn't know either when I shot my first show. I had no idea. Um, but a lot of photographers that, oh, a lot of photographers I've seen, like, at local venues, will get on the stage and, like, walk around on the stage <laughs> while the band oh is playing gosh. to take photos of them. And I'm like, Okay, first of all, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Secondly, like, you're not in the band. Like, I didn't pay to see you walk around distracting me from the band. You know? There was a there was a girl at Chain Reaction, and you know, like, the little banisters on the side? She climbed up on them, and it was like, I think it was during a water park show, and I was doing stuff for Warped Tour then, so, like, I was able to shoot the whole show, but she was, like, climbing there, and I was like, what are you doing? And then she went backstage, and I was like, what are you doing? Man, Chain Reaction is one of those venues. Also, it was probably me. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't I, you. I, I I've never known. seen water parks other than, like, the APMAs. It, but they're so nice uh i made a video with austin and andy Biersack and like it was so fun they're so fun water and they, like, was my first interview really he didn't know austin like they had never met before and so austin was like i don't know like is he gonna be nice and then after he was like he's really fucking cool i'm and like yeah dude i dude. know andy's awesome <laughs> he's so nice like i mean both of them are really nice i've known austin since 2013 14? I don't know. But they were my first interview in my local venue when they were little bitty babies when it was like right before or right after their second EP came out. So a little humble brag there. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I wanted to talk about like that, like starting with a band from like the beginning and like growing with the band as like a photographer and like you keep shooting for them similar to like what Adam and Ashley have done. Like, you know, Adam's first bands were like Pierce the Veil, Day to Remember, Bring Me the Horizon. And that's, that's how everyone found out who Adam was. That's how everyone found out who these bands were. And so that, that just carried him. And like those bands kept like taking him with them and he's like grown a part of all those bands. And so would for you, like would water parks or do you have a band that you would love to like shoot for? Like, indefinitely? If you had to pick one. Um, if I could shoot for anybody indefinitely, it would be Lights, just because, one, she's extremely fun to shoot. She's a freaking goddess, and I adore her just as a person and as an artist, and I've shot her so many times I may as well freaking work for her, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, there's so many, like you said, like, how do you, how do you choose one person? You know, there, like, there's so many, know. so many bands that are still on my bucket list to just shoot one show. Like, I would love to shoot 21 Pilots if they ever freaking come out of hiatus. Uh, Wait, they're in hiatus? Why? What? Yeah, they, like, just haven't done anything um, in a couple years. Uh, I want to shoot Fall Out Boy and Paramore because I was supposed to shoot them three years ago. 
but the venue that I was at, I will not name it. I'll just say that it was in Houston. Uh, the security and the photo Live dude, Nation. <laughs> it might it might have been a Live Nation venue, but the the dude in charge of photographers thought that I looked too much like a child and wouldn't let me go. Wouldn't let me shoot, even though I had a photo pass. And I sat Are there and serious? cried for like five hours. Yeah, I was so pissed. Wow. Also, I want to say Live Nation. I'm sorry for trashing you just now because i really do enjoy going to your venues but like it's just a security thing and it's not your fault it's just their fault i've done a few live nation shows or like live nation things as like a contractor for live nation and they're really great to work with the company is absolutely fantastic so live nation you're great We'll stop I'm trying not to security. get. I'm trying not to get like blacklisted from Live Nation shows. I know because it's like ninety percent of everything. Let's talk about. Let's talk about getting blacklisted from shows as a photographer because that's a really big deal. That has not happened to me. Knock on this fake plywood from IKEA. Um, yes, IKEA. But uh, I know some people, man. I know some people. Yeah, if it's like if you if you do something for like a record label or a magazine and you like if you honestly if you fuck around and like don't do what you're asked to do like they or if you you know take advantage of somebody or if you like like stealing money or like you know there's a multitude of things you could do wrong uh, or that are like morally horrible to do and you will get blacklisted from working with any of those labels or any other publications like it is it is a really big deal in the industry it's a really big deal we had some people again won't name names uh during warped this summer that snuck in and followed and stuff and got blacklisted and that will happen if you follow and claim that you're a part of a tour when you're not because it's a safety issue and it's a legal issue um and people don't understand that they're like oh well i'm just like i'm just like following but if you're saying that you're a part of the tour you're putting or like you're attempting to put that liability on the tour when you're not their li- like you're not their responsibility or their liability um there are people that impersonate press like you that's do very not, common that is very common while um while a tour is going on do not like, like this is for people like first timers and also bands that just kind of don't use their brains because I've seen a lot of band members do it too. Um, do not absolutely do not post a photo of your laminate in any way, shape, or form. If you have to take a photo, take it off because somebody will zoom in on that shit, photocopy it, and make their own laminate, and that is so dangerous for so many reasons. Yeah, and Warp Tour has dealt with that in years past, and again, like. Ashley was saying like this year we I remember that incident it was a huge huge issue like to the point where they had wanted posters all like over the buses. taped all over all over the venue like backstage and shit it was like insane I went to, <laughs> I went to go shower and I was like what it was like the wild west out there that day we were all like where's this person like where I are these I people I texted you I was like hey what's <laughs> going on I was like, I don't know, man, it was insane. But seriously, like that stuff happens. And like, I've told a story on the podcast about when I was on tour with Escape the Fate, we had somebody like come on our bus and like just stand there. And we were like, what? Can we help you? Like, like came on and picked up a box of pizza off of the driver's seat of the bus and like stood in the just stood and had no idea why he was there. And we were like, you got to go, dude. Oh my god. Also, if you're ever on a bus tour or like 
anything that requires like a door code, don't ever let anybody see your bus code because like they'll steal your shit. Like and that's, then, like, that's where you live. That's where that's, you live. <laughs> and that's the code for the whole tour. Like you can't change it unless you want to pay some big bucks to go and change that code. So don't do that. Yeah. Same with like it's yeah, just keep track of your things and like just be conscious, conscientious, but like it's also hard cuz you're like running. Like you and I like all summer like was running, running everywhere all day, every day like it's hard to like, you know, remember things like that, but like so true. Like there are very critical like safety things, especially on a bus tour, especially on a big tour like warp tour, a festival tour, like Safety is super important, which is why, you know, that's why we don't post photos of our laminates because people have, you know, made fake ones. And and it's it's just it's stupid. It's stupid that kids do that and like, you know, adults do it, too. But it's stupid that people do that because like you don't they don't like you said, they don't realize that they're putting people in danger, like even if it's not intended, like we don't know you and like you could be anybody you could be like anybody honestly and like the the things that have been happening recently like it makes it even more dangerous you know yeah like this is like a little dark but just from personal experience my best friend was killed at her own show because of things similar to that and like I sort of make it a point to think security or think police officers that are like they're kind of like making sure that people have the right credentials and they're not just being let past the barricade or let backstage or let into a press office or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing, like another tip for all of you photographers or filmmakers that are in a photo pit, like when you first get there, it is important to like, like introduce yourself to security because you're going to be there and they're also there protecting you from flying fans and <laughs> things Kicks like the back that. Of the head. Yeah, and they're also, like, they're also occupying that space with you, so you need to make sure to, like, let them do their job, because, you know, I've seen a lot of photographers just stand in the way, just stand there, you know, and that's, so definitely, uh, that's another note, thank security, say hello, don't be a dick, that's, that's pretty much what you need to know about being a photographer in a pit. When you are shooting, like, just another little, like, tidbit of advice, when you are shooting, uh, you can't always just focus on what you're shooting you have to be aware of your surroundings because if not you're going to get kicked you could break something including your gear um and it's not fun so i i broke um broke one of my prisms one time because i was like dodging somebody i just dropped it but luckily it was just a little cheap one so we're fine <laughs> also do artistic things if you can like bring a prism bring one of those cool little clear globe glass globe things oh, i got I one for christmas one i got one for christmas let's go shoot yes we gotta go shoot oh i i bought dude i got fairy lights at walmart for three bucks and they're battery operated and trying some brandon wolfel however you say his name shit so it's kind of cool so sick i love i love that little artistic things like that are starting to like pop up more in like the photography world i love it um, so talk about like education. Like, are you, have you had like more training other than high school? Like what, what your like education background? So, like I said, I took two years of film in high school and then I did like, I, I dabbled in like digital a little bit just because we were able to, and we had Photoshop accessible on our school computers. So I was like, why not take advantage of that and learn? Um, That's a note for everybody. Yeah. Um, because that, those softwares, like that's expensive stuff. 
it is expensive so that kind of stuff and like student discounts huge yeah because with the student discount i think it's like maybe twenty dollars a month and then like if you're just like a normal ass person using it it's like 50 or 60 dollars a month for creative cloud i believe um but also learn video like that's one thing i regret is not learning more video stuff um because you have to be very versatile in this industry but like education wise i taught a lot of the stuff to myself um my best friend he taught me a lot of what i know photoshop wise and then i kind of like took it from there and now i like know more than he does <laughs> but i i learned photoshop and for some reason for the longest time i feel like it's sort of like the conversion from myspace to facebook you were totally against it at first and then you started using it um i didn't want to use lightroom for some reason i think we all didn't want to use lightroom we were like nope nope it'll never catch on it's yeah, a horrible like, idea i was like photoshop's like the best it has everything i need and i was so wrong um, meanwhile we we were like the photoshop was like the ms paint of the adobe world yeah like lightroom will save your butt it will save your photos always shoot in raw by the way never shoot in jpeg because you'll oh you'll regret it you can okay here's the thing about that for all of you that don't know why raw images it's literally what is coming out of the camera exactly how it is it's full format it's big you can make it bigger you can make it huge and it will still be clear and sharp you know and if you uh shoot only on jpeg which is the stupid i hate that that's even an option like you can shoot like jpeg and raw but like there are settings where you like just shoot jpeg and basically a jpeg you can't blow it up because it will like pixelate it'll lose all of that quality and that sharpness in in a sense if you're an iphone user and you don't have a dslr uh it's sort of like hdr mode where it takes two photos one's a jpeg one's a raw but anyways i keep getting off track this is just like a thing i do uh oh no it's it's good like i'm a i'm a nerd so it's exciting to talk to other nerds about nerdy things <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, education wise, taught myself a lot, uh, took a year off of school after I graduated high school, um, cause I'm just one of those people that hates school and hates being told what to do, when to do it. I just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, I, <laughs> I went to the art institute and not to discredit them as a, an institute as a whole, cause I've been told that like the physical campuses are great. But I did the online version. Not a good idea. Um, I failed color theory because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, I did, however, um, get forced to use Lightroom, and from there, it to it just like I was like, whoa, what is this sorcery? Like, what is this newfound magical land that I never knew about? And so Lightroom, it's in the name, saves your lighting. It's way easier to, like, save color and color correct in Lightroom than it is Photoshop. Yeah, you can save, I mean, you can save presets in Photoshop, but, like, you can, like, custom make presets. There's, like, presets you can download from people. Like, I've got some presets. Jar has presets. I love his, him. His presets are so, like, oh, they're so warm, and I just, oh, so good. I love his stuff. Jar, I'm getting you like on this podcast. Every time he's like, and if I want to test out my presets, I'm like, me, it hasn't happened You're yet. You're like, hello, one day. please. Pick me, I volunteer as tribute. I love your work. 
I saw he that chain reaction. I was like, we saw each other in person. Yay. Because um, we've been friends online for like ever. And then we finally met in person. It's like one of those things. I'm sure a lot of photographers have that. Tell me about real jobs and your preference between, you know, why you chose the freelance route. Oh, fuck a real job, man. Uh, okay. I hate it. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but I'm doing it. Yes, you are. Okay. I'll put cool. explicit on this one. So you can say fuck, fuck, fuck if you want. Fuckity fuck fuck a real job um i want to I, it's not even that i necessarily want to freelance the, the best part about freelance is being your own boss um but i want to be creative and be creative in different aspects in different areas of like of media and with freelance you get to do that because you're jumping from job to job to job whereas just a regular job you're doing the same thing every day for who knows how long um until you quit or get fired or until the business shuts down because I worked at Steak and Shake for like a year and a half and then one day oh, I got a call. Oh, Steak and Shake, so good. <laughs> oh yeah, shouts out to Austin because he used to go to that Steak and Shake too. Um, Freaking, I, I was going into work one day and I got a call and they're like, hey, we don't have jobs anymore. And I was like, boy, what? <laughs> You're like, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, uh, we're shut down for like ever. I actually drove past it whenever I was home for Christmas and I was like, dang, it's still, still gone. RIP steak and shake. Um, I worked a lot of restaurant jobs and I hate it. It's not that I hate people, but then like I do, but like I don't. People. people suck. I like the people that I like and I think a lot of like, I'm nice to everybody cause there's no sense in being mean to people. Okay. In the words of Ben Barlow, be a nice fucking person. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I like customer service is fine until you get to the point where you actually have a customer service voice and you're just like talking like this all the time. You're like, how can I help you? And it's really annoying and you have two personalities. And it's like, am I going crazy or am I just really good at acting? Yeah, it's it. it, it you have to you have to put on a face and a persona and it sucks because you can't be yourself. You can't you know, you're one of the masses, if you will. So tell me about moving to Los Angeles and like why you wanted to do that. Cause that's a big deal. Uh, I think I've always just wanted to like live in Hollywood. Um, but like what kid doesn't, uh, I actually just randomly decided to do it. My former roommate, her and I met on Facebook because we both did the same thing. And uh, we ended up meeting at a festival in Texas that's like kind of no longer a thing or they're not doing it this year. It's called So Wet Festival. Mike Zemer puts it on. Uh, it's by Third String Productions. And we met there. I was shooting. She was there to sort of like just meet everybody and like hang. And then at the end of it, she was like, hey, so my roommate's moving out. How would you feel about moving to LA? And I'm like, I mean, I would love to, but I'm broken. She's like, no, 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 like, it's fine. Like, I got you, like, I'll help. You can find a job, it'll be great. If you ever move to Los Angeles, please, 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 please save up a few thousand dollars before you do, because I moved here with $300 to my name and it was the best and worst thing I've ever done in my life. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a very adult moment when you realize like, oh, oh, I actually need like, actual money not like eh. yeah and i i just got a car this past week after not having a car for almost two years 
Uh, and let me tell you, getting around without a cart is not fun either. Uh, it is, unless if you live by a train station, which I just moved back to North Hollywood, Hollywood, which is by a train station. I lived in North Hollywood, two streets from where I live now, and then I moved to Hollywood, and then I moved to Van Nuys, and now I'm back in North Hollywood, and that was all within yeah. I yeah. can't I can't find a spot I can't do it either you know I I when I came back to America because I was in Australia so 2014 I came back I was like well I'm gonna go to Los Angeles because that's where all the filmmakers in the past went to make it so that's probably where I should go you know I think that's why so many artists really want to come here like they know like this is the place to go if I want to try this you know sure in Houston I was like I guess better known and I had like I guess more say in what I did there and everything I had financial stability because I was living with my parents and I like I just didn't have to worry about anything but uh whereas here I wouldn't like I wouldn't have the opportunities that I've gotten if I didn't move here um Warped Tour wouldn't have noticed me because I never would have gone to the dates that I did with Sykes um Sykes wouldn't have noticed me, I don't think, and had me do some of their shows. Uh, I've gotten to work with people like Noah Cyrus. I've gotten to work with Lights a few times. I got to do the show with Pierce the Veil and Neck Deep that like landed me the opportunity, and now I'm getting do- getting to do other things that I wouldn't otherwise get to do if I didn't live here. Yeah, and for those that you know can't afford to leave their hometowns, or for those that you know aren't old enough to like move out yet, like. Where would you tell them to start if they're wanting to get into this world? Not like, and not to like into the world, but like into the photography world. I think, yeah, no, just you're like save, save it's thousands fine. of dollars, you'll uh, be fine. Yeah, no, oh, mm, my bank account's crying. But uh, I think, like, I mean, everybody's path is going to be significantly different than another person's. Uh, there's 50 different people that you could talk to and they'd be like, oh, this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me. Um, but I, the best advice that I can give is definitely start with your local scene. Like, market yourself to local bands because you never know who's going to be big. Like, when I lived in Houston, I had no idea that water parks was going to blow up the way that they, they have. Like, they were just a tiny little local band. Like, yeah, they had a big, uh, big crowd and, like, fan base locally, but nobody else in the outside world, outside of Texas, knew who they were. Um, and just, like, make friends, make a name for yourself in your local scene, market yourself, be like, hey, I'll do these promos, build your portfolio, and then maybe start charging people. Um, or maybe be like, hey, buy me lunch, or hey, pay for my tank of gas, or hey, pay me 20 bucks and I'll throw you some photos, like, let's help each other out kind of thing. Um, Definitely just go shoot photos to practice on Photoshop, practice your editing, establish your own editing style because in this super overly saturated industry, you want to stand out and you want to be unique because it's it's one of those things like if you just have a plain ass photo that doesn't have any sort of like stylistic value to it, nobody's, nobody's going to be like, oh, that one, like it's not going to catch anybody's eye. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. Like, I tell people, like, shoot everything. Shoot anything. Just go shoot something, you know, because you never know what you're going to catch. And 
some of my best photos were just like I happened to have my camera with me and got lucky you know like yeah just same. always always have your camera with well not always like if you're in some sketchy ass place maybe don't carry your camera around but like you know just <laughs> go take photos of something because yeah build your portfolio and a lot of people well not a lot but there are you know young photographers that are starting out and they try to start charging money right off the bat and I think you have to remember that they are a local band that is also trying to grow and they're I mean you know there's the money in this industry is gone um but but especially with local bands like you have to understand that you guys are both on the same same page and on the same level and you grow together you know and you'll know when you need to start charging money like when you understand your worth which is like a really big deal like when you understand what your work is worth then you can start you know charging what you want and so how did you like come up with your you know your rate or you know like how did you compare to like other people you know what I mean uh I'm still kind of figuring that out because I still think I'm a little bit new in a sense um like even now I still don't always get paid for my work which absolutely sucks but also you want to build a client base and you sometimes ugh, see it's, it's such a tricky thing like sometimes I feel like you have to do favors for people because in the end little tiny small steps and little tiny favors for people are going to get you bigger clients like it, it's sort of like a, a win-lose situation you're sort of gambling but um one thing that I was suggested to do to sort of like um, plan out my rates and like my packages is make a fake ad on Craigslist and have people submit to you so you can see what other people's work is like uh, you can see what your competition is in your area and you can also see what other people are charging in for what so you can sort of compare and like either compete charge a little less than them charge a little more than them etc and so on so mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> I still need to do that's, that I but. didn't even know yeah no that Craigslist idea I didn't even think about doing something like that but like another thing like that's a great idea you know like reach out to local local people local places it doesn't matter just start applying for jobs anywhere like literally like two weeks ago I got on google maps and I went down the main street here because it's all like car dealerships and like independent like local you know companies like people's companies so I literally found their emails and I just email blasted all of them and I was like hey I'm a photographer if you need anything, hire me, you know, That's like, such a good idea. I've never thought of that. I mean, like, you know, like it's like a common had, sense thing, too. It's like you should yeah. probably know to do something like exactly like the Craigslist thing. Like, duh, you know, and like Jesse I, actually told me that he's like, yeah, you should do this. And I was like, you're not even a photographer. Yeah, it's just like, duh, like why don't it's always the thing that's so obviously in front of you. Oh, what I want to ask you, what is one thing like one app or one like thing on like an apple watch or something like that you could use as a photographer or a piece of gear anything that you that you need that you don't think is out there like what's one thing that you wish there was if you can pick one like for me i'll give you an example i want to create and somebody that listens to this is probably going to create it so you're welcome uh or if you know how to build apps let me know i want to create an app for freelancers that encompasses everything we need because I haven't found one yet that does like your invoicing, your scheduling, your, you know, your portfolio, everything. And like 
where you can like apply to jobs through the app. Like I want it to be something like that. That's like convenient and on your phone and like ready to go because right now I have like 10 different apps that do different things that I need, you know? So that, that's like my thing right now that I like would love to have that doesn't exist or not that I know of. So yeah, that's, that's like a really good one. And I don't know how to beat that. All I can think of is like editing stuff. Um, so like uh, literally two days ago, uh, we went to little Tokyo and there's like a light tunnel and I do shoots there as cliche as it is. Is it the, the pink one that changes colors? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that spot. They don't allow DSLRs there anymore unless you have a permit. There is a security Yeah, that's probably my fault. Well, not my fault. We have this like, I, you know about TFTI, like the photo meetups, like yeah. that's probably our fault. We had like 50 people in there taking photos of like... <laughs> like a spider-man like my friend chris in his spider-man suit and like there's a guy with a v for vendetta mask and he does like a an ollie like off the stair set over there and he, he so dude love it that's a good spot the security guard was like yeah we had people in here that were kind of putting their feet all over the walls and breaking the light so we can't have anybody in here anymore wow that's intense that's crazy yeah so uh only phone photos now i don't know why Like, I don't get the difference between having a camera and having a phone because you're still taking a photo, but sure, whatever. But uh, I took photos on an iPhone, and they turned out almost better than some of my DSLR photos. Um, I kind of want just, like, more, I guess like fancy lenses that you can attach to an iPhone and maybe something that's sort of like Lightroom but also combines like Visco at the same time and then you can also combine like a lens app as well like something like that because yeah there's also like uh Inlight is like another editing app for photos and it has like really cool like templates and stuff like if you could incorporate that like that'd be sick because I switch back and forth between about four different editing apps while editing on my phone uh, I actually haven't been able to edit on my laptop for the past month because I had to go home really quick and I didn't bring my laptop and I didn't think I was going to be there that long. Um, so all of my photos on my Instagram from the last month are, some are from my camera, but they're all edited on an iPhone. So uh, it's kind of proof that you don't necessarily need the fanciest gear to take a good photo if you have a good eye and you know how to compose. But that's not to say to bring an iPhone into a photo pit because... Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> That's another no-no. <laughs> Don't bring an iPhone into a photo pit. Don't bring... Uh, see, but okay. But see, here's... The, there's, okay, there's a catch, though, because, like, as, like, you know, you, the Warped Tour Pit Reporter, and myself, like, working for AP, like, we were also in charge of social media, so we were supposed to post on, like, Instagram stories and Snapchat everywhere. So, unfortunately, we had to have our phones out, and every time I took my phone out to do something in the photo pit, I was like, wow, I'm that asshole right now. I know. Okay, so somebody DM'd the Snapchat, and they're like, why aren't you doing your job, and, like, literally had a picture of me with my phone out, and I was like, I am. You're like, that's a part of my job. It is the worst, though. I feel like, I feel like an asshole, honestly. No, I do, and then, like, uh also i want to say like don't don't bring point and shoots into the photo pit but like if that's all you can afford i don't want to be that asshole no for sure and that's that's the other thing like yes there's etiquette and there's things that like it's it's kind of like a respect thing just like a mutual respect like when you go into a photo pit with other photographers you want to know like 
what are you shooting on? Like, are you, you, you kind of want to see like their level where they're at as a photographer, if that makes sense. Um, like, are they shooting on a DSLR? Are they shooting on a point and shoot? And that's just, I don't know. It's just kind of a respect thing. And you know, like everybody judges everybody. And when there's 50 photographers in a photo pit, you're like, why are there 50 photographers here? Like who's an actual photographer? You know what I mean? Cause I've been to festivals, like a day to remember has self-help fest and they like there were there were just people in the photo pit and they were just fans that like came over the barricade again a security thing but like <laughs> just you just have to have just be respectful and like if if a point and shoot is all you have fucking use it you know like i'm not telling you not to use it but impress me please like please I impress me with your point and shoot i will hire you for all the things i will bow down to you (laughs) (laughs) i feel like some people are gonna listen to this and be like you guys are bitches like no we just like i just want to tell you my thoughts and feelings yeah no like honestly i will say like i mean i wasn't in a pit with a point and shoot camera um but that's all i had like that's all i could afford i saved it for a year whenever I was 17 for a DSLR camera because I wanted to, I wanted to know more and like all that. Like I know some people are like, Oh, I can't say that. Blah, blah, blah. Like maybe try to do chores around your house. If your parents are able to like give you sort of an allowance, do lawn work for people, sell your stuff on Depop. Like there's so many ways to just make a little bit of pocket change to put aside for that. Like I got my Sorry, I had to swallow my spit. Um, <laughs> um, I, uh, I saved up for my DSLR, and it was actually on sale when I bought it. Like, there are, like, I guess starter Nikons and Canons that once upon a time used to be like the biggest thing used to be the newest camera used to be the newest camera body all that stuff that are now like three and four hundred dollars which for a dslr is pretty cheap that's like stupid cheap like usually you're looking at like upwards to like a thousand to like fourteen fifteen hundred depending on what you're looking for and obviously there's things that are way more expensive than that but like that's kind of your like starting base of like where cameras are at right now yeah, and like even now point and shoots are about two, three hundred dollars because there's so much more technology put into them. Some of them shoot in 4K, some of them have a lower aperture that goes to like 1.4 or something like that, which for even a point for any camera, like the iPhone X is a 1.4 aperture. That is so low, and you're gonna get so much light, and that's how you're able to take these amazing photos with a phone. So, like I said, wow me with the point and shoot. I really wanna see it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, like, here's the thing. Like, 4K, like, just because something says it's 4K doesn't mean it's 4K. Like, a lot of people like to say their stuff is 4K. Like, there's 4K, there's, like, UHD, which is, like, just for all you techies, you know what that is. But, like, it's really, it's really not that big of a deal. So, if you have something that's, like, $200 more for 4K, like, just keep that in mind. Like, you don't really need it unless you're making movies, honestly. Like... I, I don't really shoot in 4K because it's unnecessary. I don't need to zoom in to someone's, like, brain through their ear, you know? Like, I'm good. I'm good. That's that the purpose of 4K. A, that could have gone a completely different way. <laughs> I know. I was like, I need to be, like, subtle than this. Like, I need to chill. But I need to be, yeah, like, like, G. Like, ready, G. Yeah. Well, PG-13 right now. We've cussed a few times. But, yeah. Uh, explicit content. 
parental advisory, but like, okay, for all of you that out there that don't know, like the difference between 1080p, 4k, 8k, 12k, like here's the thing. <laughs> the only, we can only see up to a certain amount of pixels, like our eyes, like if you looked at a 4K video and an 8K video, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So the difference, the only reason that there's 4K and 8K and things bigger than that is so that you can essentially just zoom in on the photo and everything will still be crystal clear because there's so many like pixels. There's, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So really the only, I, I mean, it's not the only thing it's good for, but personally, I'm like, the only thing it's good for is like zooming in. Like I'm good. Like I can just zoom in. That's true. Just get a bigger, <laughs> just get, a, just get a bigger lens. Just, just get a bigger lens. It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna go okay. spend some, spend some eight, eight thousand dollars on a, on a telephoto lens. It's fine. Anyways, it's easy. Um, it's easy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Tell me about. Have you been like screwed over on any jobs? Like, tell me some. Like, I also want to hear like some crazy tour stories if you got some. Oh god, I'm on the spot now. That you can share, that you are willing to share, because like, I got some stuff I'll never share, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know if I can like remember any tour stories. I remember the ones that I was just like in bed for and everybody tweeted about it and I was like, what's going on outside my bus? Um, but uh, being screwed over, it's just the basic like people booking a shoot and then flaking out or being like, oh, I know you said it was this much, but like can I pay you this much? Which is basically just being like, hey, I don't think you're worth this. Which is bullshit. Like, I know my worth. Fuck you if you don't think that I'm worth that. Like, go to somebody else who doesn't value their work as much. Like, yeah, people people love to, like... It's weird. Everyone thinks this is, like, a bargaining... Like, you're trying to buy a car. Like, yeah. Like, cool. Like, it's just so frustrating because people don't value people don't get what we do people don't value how long it takes us to edit a video like if you sat here like my girlfriend will like play video games and look over four hours later i'll still be editing something like it's non-stop and people need to understand that and appreciate it like what we do we're not just fucking people with cameras like we're not storage wars you can't bid on us we work <laughs> We work. <laughs> that's like that's like going into Red Lobster and being like, hey, can I get all the biscuits? Okay, that's going to be $40 for all the biscuits. Oh, but I just wanted to pay like $5 for the biscuits. Can I do that? Like, no, you're not going to no, do that. No, because the biscuits are worth more than that. <laughs> this is how much we charge for the biscuits. That's the price of the biscuits. Yo, you want to get that lobster? You want to get that lobster quality photos? You come to Ashley Nicole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Devin for those lobster, lobster quality photos you get into lobster <laughs> oh my god it's the most expensive thing on the menu so i was like lobster yes i, I don't know i i just am craving red lobster biscuits so i want to so down we should go we should plan a double date and go to red lobster damn we're gonna make it happen okay so uh times you've been screwed over have you faced any kind of um have you ever had any issues with being a female in the industry? Oh my god, it's so stupid. <laughs> um, I won't I won't say the artist's name just because he is like a really nice guy and uh, I like him as a person. He's cool, but uh, he he told me, uh, "Hey, like we don't take girls on tour," and I was like, "But why?" And he's like, "Cause we walk around in our underwear," and I was like, 
okay. He was like, yeah, we just don't take girls on tour. And I was like, well, that's dumb. Um, That's happened to me several times as well. Like, why? Like, trust me, like, I'm not going to try to fuck you at all. Like, that's the last thing, (laughs) you know, like, you know, if, if people, I think they assume that we're just like, I don't know. I feel like people don't really take us seriously. I mean, it is literally like 90% of people we work with are guys, you know, just because that's, that's how it's been forever. And it is starting to change, but like, that's the reality. Like a lot, like there's bands out there that don't want to take girls on tour. Continue. And there's like, this isn't meant as like a slut shaming thing by any means, but there are people that specifically go to shows or they'll sneak into shows or they'll become friends with people or they'll shoot a show just to get backstage or get in the pit or like whatever uh just to like get with the band members and that's also something else that gives us like gives people that are actually trying to be professional and actually trying to just do their job a bad name and a bad reputation because they're like well i guess all girls in the industry are like that like oh you're a female you're in the industry you take photos of bandits oh you must be trying to fuck them and i'm like no, I'm just trying to take their photo. (laughs) Like, I don't care. Like, whether, I mean, I have a boyfriend, but whether I do or not, I've never, ever, ever gone to a show with the intention of hooking up with anybody or even flirting with anybody. When I'm there, you are my client. I am professional and vice versa. That is, like, I will treat you like I'm conducting business because I am. Yeah, exactly. And, like, what would you say to all the bands out there that, like, don't, don't take girls on the tour or don't want to do that, you know, because I, I mean, they need, they need to know how we feel. I think Give it's us a stupid. Gosh, darn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But- like my work, I am not my work. Like I, I mean, I am my work, but you know what I mean? Like my, my work does not matter. Like my gender should not, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I take photos. Like you're not, you, you know what I mean? It's just so frustrating. I I lived with three guys before this and I had to explain to them because there were sometimes they just wanted to all hang out as dudes and I'm like okay the only difference between you guys having dude time and me joining is I don't have a dick but I can't help that like like we have the same interests we do the same things we shoot the shit the same like all that and I don't I don't know I feel like the only difference between gender, um, like, or, like, I guess, not gender, but, like, between sex is, like, your genitals, like, I, and, like, what I identify as, and just because I identify as female doesn't mean that I can't be a bro, and doesn't mean I can't be a professional, and does not mean I'm trying to fuck you, and, like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. There's, there's so many no, different I got directions you. I can like, go with and, this. And, like, I've had times where, like, I'm on tour, and, yeah, we hang out in our underwear because, like, it's our house. We live there for seven weeks, you know? Like, I'm going to walk around in my underwear. Fuck it, you know? And I've had dudes that I've been on tour with be like, oh, that booty. I'm like, like, I get it, bro. Like, but sometimes you, like, you just got to know. Like, here's the thing, guys. This is the thing about girls on tour And this is what I had to tell that guy. Like, I had to tell him, I said, listen, you have to treat me like I'm your sister, like your, you know, like your best friend that's a girl. Like, treat me like somebody that you know, that you, you know, like, 
I, you know, I have feel, feelings. I have feelings. Show some respect. Like, show some respect for the ladies. Treat them like, you know, family. Don't treat them like women. Because, like, <laughs> and that's what it is on tour. Like, I guess unless if you're touring with, like, your boyfriend's band or something or your girlfriend's band, whatever. Uh, like, you're not, you're not there to be all, like, cutesy and flirty or whatever. Like, like it, it becomes essentially a family like my entire bus like we were a mix of guys like there were four girls and the rest were guys and there were 14 people on my bus but we were all just kind of a family like kind of tried to stay out of everybody's way fucking people farting in the bunk alley was the worst time but also really funny people throwing up when they're drunk as fuck in the bus Oh my god. While the bus is moving. That didn't happen to me but the first day of tour, and I don't know why. I think I was just really nervous, but luckily we were parked. It was whenever we were in Seattle. And you know how the bus slot was like way back there where the like it was fenced in, you had to walk all the way across the parking lot to get to the bathrooms. I woke up at four in the morning because I had to throw up. I don't know why. I ran to the bathroom all the way across the parking lot, and I was like what is happening first time don't don't throw up on tour it's bad it was your first day oh well, okay first <laughs> when i did the alter this is just hilarious i have to share it with everybody so when i we announced that i was going out with alternative press for warp tour last year i made a video and i was like skateboarding during the video and i was like hey guys what's up it's Kay. like i'm gonna be your fucking correspondent for warp tour being all obnoxious you know the way i am and and at the end i like you know like f- fall off my I like stumbled off my skateboard because I hit like a rock or whatever and I like laugh and I'm like haha I'm gonna break my face on Warp Tour first day of Warp Tour Seattle I'm like I gotta go get b-roll I'm gonna skateboard to the pike like the pier you know where the ferris wheel is and I'm gonna fly my drone over the city it's gonna look sick so I'm skateboarding down there and I finish shooting and then I'm like oh I'm gonna go this way for a minute I hit like a lip in the sidewalk and I, I'm, oh, by the way, I was live streaming. So I was live streaming on AP's Instagram. So there were like 900 people hanging out with me in this live stream. And I literally nosedive and face plant into the pavement, into was the sidewalk. Like the eyebrow thing? Where you- yeah, I bust my eyebrow open and it's like bleed, like gushing down my face. My arms busted up, my knees busted up. And I'm like, well, I don't think I could skateboard back because I'm going to be covered in blood by the time I get there. So I order an Uber and I get in this poor man's car and I'm like, um, do you have a napkin? <laughs> so bad. First day of Warped Tour, busted up my face. So I think, funny. I think the next day is whenever we met because you're like, oh yeah, so hey, I'm Kay and this is what happened to my face. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's how I had to introduce myself to everybody. I was like, this is me. This is what you get. This is what you signed up for. Sorry. <laughs> and then, oh my God, you had, you had a few, a few different accidents. I, here's the thing. <laughs> AP, it doesn't stand for alternative press when you're out on tour. It stands for accident prone. And me and the merch girls. Yeah. That's, it was a real thing. Like <laughs> the amount of times I've gotten hurt on tour, like, I could tell you some stories. I bought a $40 machete from a mall when I was on tour with Escape the Fate because for some reason they like to sell machetes at malls where children are. (laughs) So I buy this machete and I'm like, this is fucking sick. And I'm like, I gotta go show this to hell yeah, the band, because like their metal is hell. Like they're like rock guys. Like their drummer is Dimebag Daryl's brother. You know, like they are like the guys. So 
I go to show them after a show one night where like having a barbecue. So there's people everywhere. There's like 20 people. It was after a festival they played. And uh, when I bought the, <laughs> when I bought the machete, the guy put it in upside down. And when I went to like pull it out like an asshole, I just, like, like uh, gripped it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I uh, yeah, I almost lost my thumb. Seriously. Oh, I remember you telling me that story, too, because I was like, how many times have you just, like, almost died? Every time. On Warp Tour, there was one I didn't tell anybody. I was cutting a zip tie with a knife, and I was cutting the knife, or I was cutting it, like, the way you shouldn't be cutting it, because I was exhausted or some oh, bullshit. no, you did tell me this story. You told me. I stabbed me. myself in the head. <laughs> wasn't it? Oh. It wasn't bad at all. It was, like, it was just, like, on my hairline. Like, it wasn't even, like, a cut, you know? It was just, like, it was just funny. I was like, wow, I could have killed myself just now or lost an eye. Make sure you're, like, you know what you're doing when you're on tour, guys. Like, it's exhausting, but, like... Don't also, if you go adventuring with Kay at all, expect for her to get hurt or for you to die or something, because, like, something's yeah. gonna happen. Or, you know, yep. to get stuck on a set of stairs because there's a freaking ghost in front of you. So, Ashley and one of my busmates, Jake Langley, who uh, does a number of things. He has a band called Kid Quit. He's got, like, all kinds of shit going on. He's great. But I was like, yo... We're in North Carolina. It's the 4th of July. We have a day off. There's an abandoned prison, like an abandoned boys prison, like 15 minutes away from the venue. Do you want to (laughs) come? I was, I think I was going to the bathroom. I was going to talk to Kevin or something. And you're like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like crying in my bunk. And you're like, okay, well, we're going to go explore an abandoned place. And I was like, okay, you're like, go get your gear. We're going right now. Hurry, hurry, hurry. (laughs) And so we just fucking went. And wasn't it the greatest? Didn't you have so fun, so much fun? Don't we had to like go to the mall before too, and we got food. And it took forever. We're wa- I'm walking around the mall with this huge ass camera bag that's literally as big as myself as a person. <sighs> what camera bag do you have? I don't even know what it is. It's from Fry's Electronics. I need that. Okay, well, everyone, go check out Wondered. Uh, I make, I use their bags. Uh, they're amazing. I've heard and a lot of good things about them. I've had like seven, seven like photography bags over the past three years, right? Like, because I do urban exploration and I, you know, I, my shit gets dirty and scratched, you know? And uh, these two guys, they did a Kickstarter because they had a bunch of friends who were like travelers, backpackers, photographers, and they were like, okay, well, we want to make a bag that anybody can use. So they did this Kickstarter. They wanted like 20 grand. They got like $600,000 or like some obnoxious amount of money, like just killed it. And I, so I ordered, I like pre-ordered the bag. I like backed the Kickstarter, everything. We'll go to the last question. Uh, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Um, I wish I knew um, how big like video stuff was. Like, honestly, it's, such a good thing to be able to know how to do because it makes you a better asset and people want to take you out more than if you can just do photo um i just wish i knew how to do certain things better i wish i i kind of wish i learned how to edit properly because there's some ways that i edit that are destructive um i also wish i knew how like 
I guess in a like for lack of better words how cruel the industry can be and how mean people can be um, because I'm a very sensitive person as you've learned throughout the summer just getting to know me as a person as Indeed. well yeah um but she just needs hugs like every day it's fine <laughs> I just need love and to just be told the love and effect to, to be told it's gonna be okay <laughs> and I'm not gonna yep. die I'm gonna start quoting Paramore yeah. um tour is hard you won't die though you're gonna survive yeah tour is hard but it's also the most fun you'll have in your entire life like this past summer was probably it was the best summer of my entire life hands down me too yeah it was it was probably the coolest experience i've ever had and like growing up like all i wanted to do was be on warp tour i always wanted to be on warp tour i always wanted to sing on warp tour and i got to sing i got to sing on main stage with american authors and that was the coolest freaking thing shout out to them for being they, like, those guys are so good to see oh my goodness they're uh, really good like it was I didn't such a nice break from like the heavy shit too i was like oh god this band like banjos and just and it's so weird because they're such a mainstream band that i wouldn't expect them to be on warp tour and i was like american authors what and then i got to know them and i was like they fit in with all of us (laughs) yeah exactly exactly cool so uh do you have any final advice for everybody listening aside from everything that we've said so if you know you know just if you got anything else and uh tell people where they can find you uh if they want to hire you if they want to ask you more questions if they want to see your stuff um, so just, just a little, I guess, piece of advice slash me telling you, I guess, um, photography is not just picking up a camera and pressing a button. It's so much more than that. It's, it's learning how to edit. It's learning how to be <clears throat> versatile and be, be an asset to people, like learning different things, be a jack of all trades. Um, and it's not something that's just super easy to get into. Like I said, everybody's paths are different. There's some people that are just naturally so good at it that they get picked up the first thing they try to do. And then there's other people that work for years that that don't get anywhere until like 10 years later and then all of a sudden they blow up. Like, I feel like I'm kind of like in between that too. Um, it's, it's not something that always happens overnight and it's not something that always takes a long time, but then again, sometimes it is. It just, it depends how dedicated you are and how passionate you are and how much time you're willing to devote. And it does, at the beginning, it costs more money than you're going to make. Oh yeah, I mean like last year, the amount of money I made, like that I had at the end of the year was like almost exactly the amount I spent. Yeah, uh, you're, you, you have to invest in yourself. You work for yourself. You have to, you know, you you don't have like meals provided for you from like uh, your work or you know what I mean? Like you pay rent, like we we hustle, we have to, especially in LA, like it's just expensive to live here. Yeah, it's, it's one of the most expensive cities in the world. And you like, you just have to hustle. Like you have to have the drive and the motivation and sometimes you're gonna lose it. Sometimes you're gonna, it's like writer's walk. You're like, what do I take a picture of today? Like. How can I expand my knowledge and my art and my and just like what I'm doing? And it's it's really difficult and I'm actually going through that right now. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna sort of like copy ideas until I can originate something. And and it's it's sort of working. I'm sort of getting there. You just gotta get like the gears going. You have to practice that creativity creativity every single chance you get because if you don't, it's like a muscle, like you're going to get weak if you don't continue to exercise it. And I kinda learned that the hard way. Um, but yeah, that's, that's sort of the advice I have other than like all the photo pit stuff. Don't, don't stay past three songs and don't bring an iPhone. Um, 
<laughs> uh, you can find me on the Instagrams or the Twitters. Uh, my Instagram is Ashley Nicole Photo. I don't have an E in my name, which is weird. Thanks, Mom. Uh, and then my website, if you want to check out my portfolio and if you want to email me or anything like that or contact me in any sort of way, my contact is on there as well. It's AshleyNicolePhoto.com. Awesome. Thank you for being on this podcast. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. Hey, absolutely. Uh, we might check. Let's check back in next year and see uh, where we're both at. I think that would be cool. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Project Freelance with Ashley. If you guys want to check her out, go find her at Ashley Nicole Photo. All of her links will be down below. And if you wanted to let you guys know that I also put a couple links down below to gear that either I use or affordable gear that you might want to get as far as photography and video work goes. This stuff down below, you can actually get it at Walmart. Like, you don't have to go out and spend a ton of money. You can literally start with this stuff. I give you guys some of the best deals. Go check it out. I also want to invite you guys to join me on Guru Shots. Guru Shots is a photo contest online where photographers from around the world enter photos into these different contests. And the winners win cash prizes. They win camera bodies, camera lenses, lighting kits, all kinds of stuff, you guys. And I have been posting and hosting my own contest. So if you guys want to join some of the contests that I have created, go to Guru Shots by clicking the link down in the description. That will actually give you guys a discount if you want to upgrade to the pro version where you get exclusive access to like higher level photography contests. So if you're down, check it out. And if you guys would like to hit me up, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Kanagonio Photography or kanagoniophotography.com. I will talk to you guys next week on the podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and comment. Share the podcast with a friend. This podcast is for creators like you, so the only way creators will hear it is if you share it with them. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you next week.